0: It's time for Love Talk with the Loveladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marlene. And happy Saturday to you, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Love Talk here on The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM at 1120 AM. I am in the studio with the amazing Coach Carrie Brinkater and the marvelous Marlene McMichael. And today, friends, we're going to be talking about relationships that honor Jesus in the every day. And I'm just looking forward to this program. And ladies, I just love being in studio
1: with you. Oh, it's such a blessing. Hi, friends. This it's is Coach fun. Carrie. Okay. Except I'm going to have to get me a cape that says Marvelous Marlene. <laughs> <laughs> I cringe every time you say no, that. It's <laughs> no, it's so true. It's so I just I keep seeing this cape I saw in H-E-B the other day. It was <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman or something. I we'll
0: know. have to make Aww. you one this Christmas, your little Aww. cape. You have to tell us what colors you prefer. I don't know. <laughs> I well, don't know. okay, so ladies, this program I'm so excited about today because, um, so we were together for the Texas Governor's Prayer Breakfast back on May the 1st, and um, Nick Vujicic was the keynote speaker, and um, Um, And you you can see the breakfast and you can see Nick's keynote talk on ndpaustin.org. They're posting it with a link there. But he spoke and gave this incredible message about really healthy, engaged relationships with our spouse, with our family, and this was the kicker and with Jesus, mm. about a relationship with Jesus. And so since I sat and listened to Nick's message, you know, that week especially, it was like someone installed a 20 light chandelier <laughs> right in the middle of my living space. And just everything seemed brighter and I looked mm. at things differently and even seen some things I'd really been previously blind to in relationships and how relationships can grow in a healthy way and what an engaged, relationship looks like where you come to a relationship without conceit but with humility mm. and approach that relationship and so i'm just excited to for us to discuss and share some of the the insights that we've gotten on as we've kind of chewed through nick's message over these past you know this past period of time since that that message and mm-hmm. so anyway but before we get into that i am interested in what has been going on with y'all this last week? Like, are you hanging on, Coach Kerry, because
2: graduation is like this coming week? It's coming and, up, girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, yes, we're hanging in there, and we're, um, you know, with Logan, the, obviously graduating from Georgetown High School, things have been different and amazing and in great ways, and, um, he doesn't have to take hardly any final exams because at Georgetown he's he's in four AP classes okay and so he took the AP exam and that is counting as a final exam and so that is amazing yeah. but it has also really instilled senioritis like a big time <laughs> you know like dude you gotta finish strong man you gotta finish strong. now has he signed and committed to his college not
1: quite yet <gasps> not quite okay. yet yeah you know yet which one he's choosing
2: by the time this program airs, we will know. Yes. Um but I think it's between LaTerno, which is in Longview, um St. Thomas in Houston and Texas Lutheran in Seguin. I okay. think those are his top choices. He also has offers from Austin College in Sherman, uh, University of Dallas in Irving and McMurray University in Abilene. So he has wow, six amazing choices amazing schools amazing coaches I'm so we are so blessed um Logan keeps saying that he's just like he's so blessed he's overwhelmed yeah with the decision but he's he's just feeling so thankful um You know, I know our listening friends know he had a season-ending injury at the beginning of his junior year that kept him out almost a year. Yeah. And um, to see him where he is now, like, it's just... Well, this
0: is... I mean, not only did he get back into physical shape for basketball he worked so hard and when he stepped his so his senior team he was with a brand new team Mm -hmm. that he had never played with before Mm -hmm. a brand new coach that he had never been coached by before Mm -hmm. and yet at the end of the year he was like season mvp and Mm -hmm. i mean he just got and he was made captain of the team voted by the boys on the team and i just think i mean just award after award after award, and that just speaks to his character and his heart and his love for just to lift up those around him and to press mm-hmm. in and do his very best. So I'm excited whatever college he chooses, there's going to be a very blessed and fortunate college to get him.
2: You're so sweet, Kathy. Thank you for saying that. We're I echo that. Thank you. It's quite, quite a testament it's, to um, who he is. Mm-hmm. Well... He's very thankful. He's very thankful. And um, I think everything that he went through really helped him to put things in perspective, right? Because any day could be your last. Yeah, right? and so to be thankful for it when you have mm-hmm. it while you have it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to sharing with our listening friends when I know <laughs> what the decision is that it's coming up. You have a graduate as well.
0: In I do. Boy, it has been a really full spring. I don't know that we've ever had a semester busier than this last semester of Faith's senior year. You know she uh has been on the varsity track team, had an incredible opportunity to go up to Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon and compete on the Olympic trial track wow. up there, which was amazing. She actually saw a world record get broken uh, by a professional relay team and got to high five all of the runners after they broke the world record. So that was amazing for her. She uh, got cast in this small independent Christian film, The Ground Beneath Our Feet, so she she literally, oh my gosh, gosh, listening friends, she... Go. She went to school from uh, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Turned around and went to track from 3:15 to 5:15. Came home, showered, did hair and makeup. Went to the the scene, the film location, because they would produce it on site at different locations around Idaho, and she would have to do her scenes from about 7:30 until 10:30 at night, and then she'd be doing her homework on the on site, you know, where they were filming Holy. while she was waiting for her scene to come up and she has been amazing and it's just blown us away with, um, with, with, with just how she has stepped up this year and I'm excited she's getting involved with InterVarsity which is a Christian ministry. She's going to University of Denver. And um, so she's just really praying that she will connect with some more Christian students who in their incoming class. Um, but she's just kind of excited about what the Lord is going to do there at a very liberal university um, when she kind of shows up with the light of Jesus and her Bible in hand. And she wants to start a Bible study. Her goal is to get just five other students in this Bible study with her. So we are just keeping her in our prayers for that.
2: I love this so much, Marlene. You you and I are going to we're going to look at this moment and we're going to look back in 10 years and we're going to go I, I, know <laughs> I know her. I know her, Phoebe in Yes, um, that she's amazing. That is so awesome.
0: Yeah, she and she and um Logan will be cheering each other yes, on. They are yes,
2: sweet, such sweet friends so for 18 years. Yeah, I know they're so yeah. cute.
1: Marlene, yeah. what have you been up to? Well, um, I think you know I've been appointed to a board by the governor and I spent a couple of days in Austin um, with the first live board meeting. We've done some stuff on Zoom, but uh, it was a live board meeting. Also had an evening at the governor's mansion for the Texas Volunteer Awards awarded by the first lady. And I, I have to say it was a very humbling experience, number one. It's been a long time since I've been to the mansion, and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I'd never been upstairs to the bedrooms, and I got to see that. And they had a docent in every room that would tell you about every piece of furniture and everything. And that was really amazing. But um, the award winners were stunning. Mm -hmm. I thought I had volunteered a lot. Uh. <laughs> These people are life changers wow. they are change makers, uh, and some of them are just high school students wow. and so it was It was quite an honor to be there and to meet some of them and and just hear the different things that they 're doing across texas any anywhere from reading initiatives to uh, search and rescue to uh, crisis uh, from weather crisis type uh, rehab. To um, just going into retirement homes and and uh, ministering to the loneliness that some of the mm. people there have and it was a football team uh, from West Texas who coach says you got to go out and you got you got to do things for your community and and the things that they did in their community just brought them to the governor's mind oh
0: my oh goodness my okay stars. i have to tell you this because faithy went in she does the you know tim tebow's organization um does a prom for autistic and special needs, special needs mm-hmm. kiddos and so um faithy volunteered to be one of the escorts because you get assigned a special needs person oh. and you dance with them and everything and she's she loves it she is just this incredible talent for nothing throws her. Like, she just loves and steps into this, and it's just so much fun. Well, so she's at this event, and all of a sudden – uh, the Boise State University football team walks in, and this is one of their service commitments. And so she got to meet the entire Boise State football team, and uh, no, and just no, no.
2: let's rephrase that: the Boise State football team got to meet Faith.
0: Okay, let's be was, real, Cassie. She now keeping up on Instagram with a few of them. And um, anyway, it was just a fun night, and I, I love you know, Marlene. The when you step out and you do things. In service, it is fun.
1: My daughter and I attended Life Surge uh, here at Shoreline um, uh, Church, and Tim Tebow was at Life Surge, and he told that story, which was how he had 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 met a girl, and he and he took her to this event where he was actually supposed to get an award, and he bought you know bought her a dress and all this stuff, and and so I think that's probably how. This organization uh, was the, I think it was the catalyst to that organization. But I'm really excited in that um, Life Surge has these workshops that kind of give you more information as to what they're trying to teach you, and they're on weekends. So... We signed up for all of them. So I get to spend <laughs> a lot of time with my daughter in the coming months. So I'm real excited about that. Uh, oh, that's, great. Mm-hmm. that's great. That's I great. I love
0: that. It. Okay, well, ladies, we are going to talk about relationships and honor Jesus. And, and whether that is your relationship with your spouse or your relationship within your family, we are going to look at some really basic questions that you can ask to kind of do a temperature check. And you can go and and it read these now these questions, I'm gonna warn you, they require a bit of humility. All right. And they require a gen a genuine loving heart for the person who you are asking these questions to. And so I'm so excited to get into this discussion today. And so I want to really anchor down this discussion with a scripture from Philippians 2, 3 through 4. And it is this. Friends, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. You know, that is a very simple verse, but that is Boy, that's a big expectation to step up to. Um, that requires a lot. And friends, I just encourage you, go to your New Testament, go to the book of Philippians, mm-hmm. go to chapter two and highlight verses three to four, because if you can aspire just to even step into those verses, the truth of those verses, it will change your relationships. And so I'm going to get into these three questions that Nick Vujicic posed at the governor's state prayer breakfast this this past May 1st. He said, I'm married. I love my wife. There are three questions that my wife and I, we check in regularly with each other. Now, I don't remember if he said weekly or monthly, but they check in regularly with three questions. And here they are, friends. Honey, what am I doing that you would like me
2: to do more?
0: Sweetheart, What am I doing that you would like me to stop doing?
2: There's that humility right there. There's that humility.
0: And finally, what am I not doing that you would like me to start doing? Friends, I loved this, but then Nick took it one step further. And he said, I now go to Jesus with these same questions Lord what am I doing that you would like me to do more Mm -hmm. father what am I doing that you would like me to stop doing Mm -hmm. and God what am I not doing that you would like me to start doing friends we are going to get into these questions and have an amazing discussion. And I just hope that you will just join us and maybe write these down and start considering these questions for yourself. We're going to take a break and hear from our amazing sponsors who keep Love Talk on the air for the past 38 years. But we will be back with you. Stay with us for more Love Talk. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge, Austin, 101.1 FM and 1120 AM. I'm Kathy in in studio with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkater and the marvelous, the marvelous <laughs> Marlene McMichael. We're just having so much fun in studio today, and we are talking today about relationships that honor Jesus in the everyday. And so we just, uh, we have some questions. We have three questions that we can ask that we can pose to our spouse. We can pose it to a family member. And friends, we can pose these questions directly to Jesus. And if we commit to these questions, if we commit to taking action from these questions, we can transform our relationships, grow our relationships, and come to a place of really healthy, dynamic relationship. And so I'm going to go through these these three questions. The first one is, what am I doing that you would like me to do more? The second, what am I doing that you would like me to stop doing. And three, what am I not doing that you would like me to start doing? Now Marlene, when I very first think of this, I'm like, yeah, I'd like my husband to ask me those questions because I'd have some great feedback. But we're not doing this to get these questions posed back to us. We are we are posing these questions To our spouse, or we are posing these questions to the Lord with a heart that is humble and willing to receive. Um, that loving and gracious feedback that we get, that we get placed before us. And so now, when we originally heard these, it was at a, a National Day of Prayer, uh, the governor's prayer breakfast, and Nick said, Nick Vujicic, he was the keynote speaker, and, um, he said that he and his wife check in with each other on a regular basis and ask each other these three questions. But friends, even if you pose these questions to your spouse, if they don't pose them back to you, That's okay. That's okay. We can step forward um, with these questions with a heart of humility and willingness to receive what we get back. So, Marlene, where do we start with
1: these questions? Well, I think we start with number one. <laughs> because, <laughs> oh, wow yeah. for, for for a couple of reasons. One, that means you're already doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If they want you to do more. So the question mm-hmm. is, what am I doing that you would like me to do more? But I but I will say I like your word humility mm-hmm. because you know, we're supposed to be clay in the Lord's hands. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying is by asking these questions, is I'm willing to be molded. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to change. I like that to change who, how I look and what I do. And so, but number one is is this a nice soft place to start because it means you're already doing something positive. And so, what would you like me to do more? Mm-hmm. Um, what am I doing that is pleasing, good, right, and praiseworthy? worthy. And so you're starting with encouragement. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's always a good place to start. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to read Hebrews 10, 24, 25. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Mm. So number one is a place to encourage each other. I love that. Okay, Carrie, so I'm thinking with you, you're an
0: NCAA Coach of the Year, right? Maybe you've used this approach with your team, but have you ever considered asking your husband this question? And if you did, what do you think Ashley might even say?
2: That That is a good question, Kathy Enderbrock. Um, if I said, what am I doing that you would like me to do more, I think jokingly he'd probably say, Cooking. <laughs> I like that. They did wouldn't
1: you, say that in my house. <laughs> can you do that more? Um. In, in fact, at our family reunion, the first night we were all going to have steaks. And I said, well, you want me to buy the steaks? And my brother texts back. And he says, do you know how to pick out meat? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have to buy the steaks. Marlene, it's you cooking. eat out a lot, don't you? No, I just don't eat I don't really, but I don't eat complicated things because right, it's right, just right. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it. I'm very simple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cook complicated things. Some chicken, some veggies. You're all good. I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you,
0: I mean, Carrie, have you ever used this with your team? Do you look at what mm-hmm. they're doing well and say, this is what I want you to
2: be building on this? You're doing this well. Do it more. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the, the, the first few questions, especially with leaders on your team, hey, what are we doing that we need to be doing more of, yeah. right? Or you look at the stats and you go, okay, what are we doing? Oh, wow, this looks, we need to be doing more of this. Yeah. Right? Um, but your second question, too, you know... Um, and I don't want to jump there just yet, but what are we doing that we need to stop doing? I think that's equally as helpful in a team situation. Yeah. Right? Um, if I go back to my marriage and I'm saying, what am I doing that you'd like me to do more? If I was asking that to my husband, I think he would say, you know, lately you've been really um, supportive and you're really, you've complimented me about some things. And um you know, I've I've just really made a concerted effort lately to just kind of go with the flow, right? Um, because I mean, Rook almost empty nesters, and Kathy, this is hitting me, girl. Like, and I'm excited about certain aspects of it, but yeah. I'm, I know I'm gonna miss my kids, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we miss Mackenzie. I know we're gonna miss Logan when he's gone too. But I think he would say you're just kind of going with the flow. You know, and, and I've enjoyed that. So thank you for doing that. I hope that's what he'd say. I hope that's what he'd say. <laughs> <I hope that's laughs> what he you know, say.
1: The, when you're talking about this, it, particularly in the aspect of improving performance, I used to run my organizations and staff through um, these analysis of what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses, and what are your opportunities? And it's it's much the same. <laughs> it's much the same thing, mm-hmm. in that if you're, it, what do you want me to do more? That's your strengths, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, what about you Kathy? What yeah. what would what would your husband say? You know, Eric,
0: say? I, oh gosh, my husband Eric say <laughs> I do not know. He <laughs> we always because our him. husband surprise us. So, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, cuz Eric is like king Mr. laid back and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're just being my wife, be that more." I mean, I just I don't know. I have no idea. I, you know, I...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to have to get back to you on (laughs) that. Let me text Eric right now. I'm going to
2: text him that question, and I will let you know what
1: his answer
0: is. Okay,
2: I have a better one for you. Okay. Okay. Well, not better, but is there anything you are doing well in your relationship with God that you think he would say, you know what, Kath? well done, keep doing that? You know,
0: I like that. Okay, so... That I can answer because I have been just more um, aware of that God is with me all the time with me. Like that just, you know, just and I hate to say this because it sounds so churchy, just practicing being aware of his presence. But it it is that that I am always in relationship with the Lord, that if the Holy Spirit is living in me, then i am abiding in him and so it does um you know just wake it up in the morning and just um thanking the lord for the day like that i just i now that i've done now for years but just more i would say this especially this past semester with faith with the schedules just being so crazy i tend to get busy and um and and just be Running through things, getting them done, and checking off the list. And it mm-hmm. seems like when I spend time with the Lord, time slows down. And and I don't know how to express that, but um, it is just when I recognize that the Lord is with me every moment, um, through every task, at, you know, just in everything. Time goes by a little bit slower, and I'm able to experience that joy in the moment and rest in that moment and breathe deeply in that moment. And so I think if if I was asking Jesus, okay, Jesus, what am I doing that you would like me to do more? I think he would say, just be aware of my presence. Mm-hmm. You're doing a great job. I want you to continue being, being aware that I am with you. Abide in me as I'm in you and um, so yeah I think I think that's the response I would get Mm. right now
2: Mm. I can't wait to hear what Eric says (laughs) (laughs) No, I I do think it's important you said something really thought provoking that when you're spending time with the Lord time seems to slow down or Mm -hmm. when you're aware of his presence that time seems to slow down and I really believe we all need that. We all need for time to slow down a little bit so that we can feel the Lord's presence around us. Um, And that's that's really profound, really profound. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the next one is where we have to be very careful to go into this question with an open heart. So... Recently, I was reading um, a book by Dr. Carol. Um, She's been on our program many times. Uh, Dr. Carol Tanksley, Dr. Doctor. We love her. We love Dr. Carol. And um, I was at an event of hers a few weeks back, and she was passing out books. And the book that I got was um, A Guide to Healthy Communication in Marriage. Right? It's a very thin book. A communication book, but it's very thin. (laughs) Um so super easy read and very thought provoking. And a lot of the things that she mentions here, and we've we've used this word humility, Dr. Carroll says an open heart. You cannot walk into any conversation, whether you're asking these three questions of your spouse or these three questions of the Lord, without having an open Open heart, and if you're struggling with having an open heart, then do not go into a communication setting where you could be um defensive or hurt. you must go to the Lord and seek ways to bring an open heart to your marriage, and so that i I I've really enjoyed thinking about that and how many times do we go into a disagreement already with our walls up and already defensive, right? And so here we are on question number two, which is a question where you have to go in with humility and an open heart. What am I doing that you would like me to stop doing? That's a harder question. It's way harder. Um because you may be doing some things that you want to keep doing that those actions are destroying your relationship with your spouse. Um, or they are um, putting a wedge between you and the Lord, right? Kathy, you're smiling. Did Eric text you back?
0: Eric is like, uh, what? So <laughs> you give him no context? Well, I said we're recording a program. What would you say if I asked you this question and he's, uh what? D- tell him he has to keep it
2: PG. Cause okay. I know Eric is not going to come back PG. He's going to come back rated R. <laughs> um, okay, so, all right, all right. Well, you we can get back to that. But as, as we look at this number two, open heart and humility, what am I doing that you'd like me to stop doing? This one is one step further, as we said. And this might be porn addiction, abuse, foul language, sarcasm, um, maybe just walking around with a pouty attitude, mm-hmm. one that is not honoring
1: children or a spouse. I, I, I would I probably... I mean, obviously, I don't have anybody that I can ask that of. Right, right, now, right, right. Okay. But right. when I was married, I was a steward, if, if you know what I mean. I would... I would take offense at something and just kind of you know ruminate in it, and it would then it would explode, and yet that was exactly the opposite tactic I should take with the personality of my husband mm-hmm. and so the Lord taught me um, that i if I saw something that was wrong and and most of these issues were were either things that that I felt like was doing that weren't really what the Lord wanted or a caution in an area i would um the lord taught me that you know in the, in the bible and with the Eze- i call it the ezekiel prayer but mm-hmm. the lord told him that i'm going to show you things and and if they are if you go and tell israel and they don't do it the sin is on them mm-hmm. if they don't follow your guidance if you go and tell if you don't if you go and tell them and they Or if you don't tell them, the sin is on you. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like many times if the Lord was showing me something and I needed to share it, I would share it knowing that it wasn't my problem to fix. Mm -hmm. And so you have to go in and be able to say, you know, these are some things you're doing that are, you know, bothersome to me or that I have some checks in my spirit about. But then you have to let it go. Let it go. Mm -hmm. It's not your responsibility to fix it. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's their choice to fix it. But either way, God always gave me peace. Wow. When I was able to just share as Ezekiel did, it was not my yeah. problem anymore. Yeah. And most yeah. of the time, well, I wouldn't say most, many times God changed his heart. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, and I think that's kind of the way we are as, as people. If we mm-hmm. go in with accusations it's going to be offensive. But if you go in with humility, as you mm-hmm. keep talking about, Kathy, um, then then God can handle it.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, I look at the amount of porn addiction, you know, even just within the church. And to confess your sins and pray for one another and be willing to have that transparency and accountability I think that the Lord will honor that. And, um, you know, and I'll, I'll talk towards this sarcasm. Eric and I didn't realize how sarcasm was really hurtful to kids. And, I mean, you know, my husband, Eric, he is hilarious, incredible sense of humor, very, very quick wit. And, I mean, I think that's one of the, you know, aside from him being absolutely handsome, <laughs> uh, one of the reasons I just fell in love with him was because he just kept me laughing all the time Um, but his humor tends towards sarcasm and so when we had our children you know that was kind of the, the the sense of humor that we were used to and so we used a lot of sarcasm in you know playing and having fun and all like that and um our we didn't realize that kids can't really discern sarcasm from like truth you know and um, so if we had to go back, and so now we, I mean, we have told our kiddos, we are really sorry. Like, we messed up. We did not know that when we were joking about this stuff that you didn't realize, we joked about it because, you know, like, we we didn't mean it. It was so absent that we mm-hmm. could joke about it. But, you know, now we will try our very, very hardest not to use sarcasm in our home. And boy, it has been hard. And so, you know, sometimes Eric will be joking, and uh, one of the girls will go, Well, Daddy, that kind of sounds sarcastic. <laughs> and he'll be like, Oh, shoot. And it's hard to get uh-huh. rid of. But, you know, when you know better, you do better. And so. Well,
1: you know, this question doesn't always have to imply sin, it could no. be just pick up your clothes please <laughs> yes. right you know, it could be something that's just a habit that the person doesn't realize is an annoying habit yeah mm-hmm. and uh, but it's still you still have to share it with humility for it to to really register yeah Mm -hmm.
0: well and i think that's right when you go to someone and you ask them what am i doing that you would like me to stop doing you have to mean it because we have yes Mm -hmm. because we don't like you said you know marlene we don't want to place this person in the in the position of nagging and so they tell us once we receive that with humility and um and again it's a, it's a one thing, right? They get to choose one thing. So when you say, what am I doing that you'd like me to stop doing, we don't want them to s- pull out a 10-page list. Take taking
2: okay. off the list,
0: right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, let's just um, have some compassion and maybe focus on the one thing and um, be
1: willing to receive that. Well, and this is not a one-time event in your yeah. life. So the idea yeah. is to regularly ask these questions yes. so that, I mean... Heck, do it on date night and, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, make that date night special like change night or love night or whatever you want to call it that says these are the things we're going to do regularly to improve the relationship. Yeah,
2: yeah. you know, Proverbs
1: 20. We've been a lot
2: in Proverbs over the past couple of weeks. Proverbs twenty eight thirteen says, whoever conceals his sin will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will will obtain mercy. Um, you know, we want relationships where things are transparent and I think that vulnerability aspect for all of us is really hard mm-hmm. because a lot of times we want to hold on to some of these things. I like throwing my clothes on the floor. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't. Um but Some people that I live with do. They (laughs) love that. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, we can get trapped if we allow walls to come up and we're not willing to be vulnerable um, to whatever the answer is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what happens if God, or if you're asking God, what am I doing that you would like me to stop doing? Mm,
0: I mean, I, I think going to him, absolutely. And as we get into his word, he will show us this is the way that I want you to walk, walk in it. And so if at any time we see our life is not lining up with his word, if there's something that we are doing that we need to stop doing. We need to be willing to align our lives to his word and stop doing those things that we are
1: not to be doing. And you talked about light bulbs earlier. I think that there is a time when the Lord turns on a light bulb and says, okay, this is the one I want you to deal with yes. now. But when he does that, he always gives you the grace to do it. Yes. It's, it's normally a spotlight for me. <laughs>
2: Not just the light bulb, <laughs> um, <laughs> a
0: blinding light, yeah, a,
2: blinding. <laughs> a Damascus Road experience,
1: right?
2: Yeah, because in the Lord will will, and I, I like the way you said that, Marlene. He, he's going to reveal these things to us, and then he gives, he says, "Okay, child, I, I've revealed this to you, and I've told you that this is not honoring me, so." What are you going to do about it?
1: Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go, okay, just give me a little bit more time.
2: Right. <laughs> right. Put your hand up. Go, just
1: just a little bit more time, God. Yeah.
0: Right. You know, when, gentle. when I first heard this question, I thought, you know what, does really anybody ever have to tell us to stop doing something? Don't we ever know? But I believe that there are things that we are blind to that at that time that we're able to, you know, step into that and step up to that, that the Lord will reveal those things. And I think that's how we become more like Christ. He doesn't pile all of this on us at once. It is a gradual process of becoming more like his son. And so I just so appreciate him. Um, And I think that's why, you know, Jesus says, hey, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, because my burden's light. I'm not going to lay all of this on you at once. Mm. We're going to work through this in relationship, engaged, having a conversation, and we're going to walk through this together slowly. And I'm going to equip you for it. I'm going to pour out my grace on you for it. I'm full of compassion, but we will get the change that we need um, uh, to get. And so, friends, that's what we want to press into, is pressing into that relationship. And having God do this work in us where, you know, year by year, month by month, week by week, we see these changes in us that would almost just take our breath away.
2: I would agree. And I, I do think the Lord reveals things in us that we maybe in the back of our mind, we're like, mm-hmm. oh, I probably should stop that, <laughs> right? I probably should stop that. But, okay, whatever. And then the next day we repeat the behavior I have an example, and it's hard for me to talk about this. Like, for a while, when my kids were younger, much younger, I mean, we're talking like elementary age, maybe older elementary, fourth, fifth grade. I just was getting so frustrated with them because I would get up and I would cook breakfast and I would want them to come downstairs and eat breakfast. And I had this idyllic picture in my mind that that the mornings had to go a certain way. Okay. You got up, you ate breakfast, and then you got all your stuff together and you got out the Mm -hmm. door. Well, they were just sleeping in a little later. They were busy kids, right? They're sleeping in a a little bit later. They weren't getting up in time to eat breakfast at the house. They typically end up taking in the car. And there was this one day where I was just so angry, and I had just given them the what for, right? Like, y'all don't appreciate me, and it was all about me, okay? And I remember dropping them off at school, and my son just had his head down. And, of course, his shoulders were slumped. And then I looked at my daughter, and there was just this one hot tear rolling down Mm. her cheek. And I was so convicted as a mom. What am I doing? These kids are going off to school. I'm sending them off to school. And all they have had is just this horrible mom, (laughs) right? (laughs) And I vowed that day, like, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to get up, and I'm going to cook breakfast. If they eat it in the car, fine. Okay, that is just fine. But the Lord revealed that to me in a way that was like, okay, Carrie, you need to stop this, and you need to stop it now. Mm. Right? When we return to Love Talk, Kathy, your questions. Woo, man, they are. Well, I guess Nick gave us these questions. Mm -hmm. You've done the program. But when we return to Love Talk, we will recap and we'll hit the question, what am I not doing that you would like me to start doing? When we return to Love Talk, right after this.
0: Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge Austin. Today's Christian Talk. It is so great to be with you today, friends. Saturdays at 10 a.m., and now Sundays at 8 p.m love that new spot and we just um, if you tune in on Saturday and you miss a little bit of the program just catch us on Sunday or if you'd like to share the program with someone you can always tell them to tune in Sunday evening of course you can catch us on our podcast at Love Talk all one word on your favorite podcast site or go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and friends we love to catch up with you on Instagram and Facebook come and uh, like us ask your questions and we'd love to to uh, engage with you our amazing listeners thank you so much for listening to us each week well we're talking today about relationships that honor Jesus in the everyday and Coach Carrie Marlene we're in our very last segment we have like 11 minutes to wrap this up and we have one more question we've been walking through these three questions today that we can use to improve our relationships whether it's with our spouse with a, a close family Member um, or Jesus. We can pose these questions to the Lord and um receive the answers that he would give us well the first two questions what am i doing that you would like me to do more second what am i doing that you would like me to stop doing and coach carrie Marlene, we are now on the third question it is the heaviest question what am i not doing that you would like me to start doing and Mm -hmm. um you know, friends, I'd always say that if you're posing this question to uh, your spouse, or you're posing this question to the Lord, the answer to this question must always line up with God's word. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, whether it's um, something that a spouse, family member, or something that we believe God is asking us to do, we should see God supporting and encouraging what he's asking us to do in Scripture. And there's this uh, Scripture in Luke um, where Jesus is talking, and it's Luke 6, chapter 6, verse 46. And Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Oh, wow. And um, boy, that is, (laughs) that's a hard scripture, friends. If we are to call Christ Lord, we must be doing what he is telling us to do. And so friends, this third question, what am I not doing that you would like me to start doing? And so Marlene, I'm going to put you in the hot hot seat here, (laughs) okay? Is there anything God has asked you to begin doing? that you would never have done unless he specifically asked you to start doing it?
1: Actually, I have an answer for that. Okay, (laughs) all right, I'm liking it. I've always been really, and a few weeks back we did a program on your testimony. Mm -hmm. I don't mind telling you about what God's done in my life, what I have a hard time doing is leading someone to the Lord. Mm. I'm always afraid I'm going to mess it up. A few weeks ago, when we were at the family reunion, the last day, uh, a family member was staying in the same cottage. My brother and his wife and I were, and she came up and asked him, "What? How much do I owe you?" And he said, "No, no, no." And she kept pressing him, and he finally says, "Okay, let me ask you. You answer a question. Do you know the Lord?" Oh, and my brother oh. is a worldwide-known chemical engineer, and so he began to preach the gospel. To her, dot, comma, dissect, wow. <laughs> and, and almost diagramming the sentences because he's an engineer. Mm. And I'm standing there listening to it, and I'm going, I would have just said, Jesus loves you. You need to love him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the,
1: they ended up hugging and crying, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just totally got out of the way. But that's what witnessing. Mm-hmm. Okay, not testimony necessarily, but witnessing. And I I'm I'm guessing if God's asking me to do it, I'm not going to mess it up too bad. I lo- Oh, I like that. If God's asking you to do it, you're not going to mess it up too bad, friends. That's
0: awesome. I'm writing that one down. Really okay. Really good. Carrie, I have the same question for you. Is there anything God has asked you to begin doing that you would never have done unless he specific-
2: specifically asked you to start doing it? Um this radio program. <laughs> no i'm serious y'all i mean seven eight years ago when miss evelyn first had me on the program and the you know and i was just on as a guest and then she had me on as a guest again and then she said okay carrie like i want you to write i want you to come on once a month And i was like oh yeah i can do that okay And then that very quickly turned into her saying, Okay, Carrie, I want you to come on every single week, and I want you to start writing programs. And, y'all, I was terrified. And I said, Miss Evelyn, I'm going to have to pray about this, because that's a lot, um, from once a month to every week. And you want me to start doing what? Writing programs? What? And so I just took it to the Lord and I was like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can honor you properly through this. I don't I am not a Bible scholar. I am not well read in the Hebrew scriptures, right? <laughs> I don't know philosophy. I I don't know if I can do this. And he said, "Yeah, you can. You can do this." Now, and it took me a long time to say yes. But I I really do believe that was God saying, Carrie, you need to step up. It's time. It's time for you to learn the scriptures better. It's time for you to get in the word all the time. It's time. Mm-hmm. And if it took Miss Evelyn to be my vessel, well, yay, Miss Evelyn. <laughs> and... <clears throat> So I – that's a humbling moment, um, but it it has changed my life. Yeah. It's changed my life. And, you know, I think
0: back, I remember you and I talking about this because when Miss Evelyn was having more and more health issues, you know, we had this conversation and we thought, you know, when she honestly cannot do it anymore – um, we hate to end the program, but we're going to have to because the sponsors are really here for Miss Evelyn, mm-hmm. and we thought there's no way that a single sponsor is going to stay with Love Talk if Miss Evelyn is not Love Talk anymore, right. and so we thought, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll finish it through the year. And we'll do like a final program and, you know, maybe we can have Miss Evelyn on for that final program. And we thought, okay, well, we're just going to put this fleece out for the Lord and we're going to contact all of our sponsors and we're going to say, um, Hey, this is the situation with Miss Evelyn. And so, you know, to continue sponsoring the program, it would be just Carrie and I. And we were praying about having a third mm-hmm. lady. We were praying, we're like, Lord, bring her, Lord, bring, bring a, a, another, another, another woman. Um, and, All of our sponsors, except for one, said, absolutely, we will continue. We've done it this long. Uh, We will stick with you. We love you. We just uh, pour blessing upon you. We lost one. And it was so interesting because out of nowhere, God replaced the one we lost Mm -hmm. with another one. And we just were so blown away. And we're like, well, okay, God, if if you're going to provide in this, our sponsors are behind us. We will continue in this. And so we just started praying, Lord, who would you have? Who could we get? And we went through name after name and person after person. We actually tried a couple people on the program, and we it just was not
2: a good match. And then Marlene McMichael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so it's very true. And, Kathy, that was almost two years ago. Yeah. And, um. It it really has changed my life. Mm-hmm. I I'm so glad that, you know, God revealed that and said, You can do this. Um and you know, there's still times when I feel like I muddle through and I'm I'm woefully inadequate. But I know, Marlene, what did you just say? I know if God asked you to do it.
1: You can't mess it up too much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, well, I'm going to keep praying that. I'm
1: going to write that down right now. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true because God enables what his word says. And if mm-hmm. he is asking, that's his word, even though it's more a a feeling. It, if he's asking, then he enables it. Mm-hmm. I agree. If
0: If God has asked you to do it, you won't be able to mess it up. Too much. <laughs>
2: Right, right.
0: Well, oh, my goodness. I can't believe we're at the end of this segment. And, Carrie, thank you so much for mm-hmm. for doing that because, you know, when I think about radio, you are truly, like, the radio person. Yeah. You have the voice for radio. You have the approach for radio. And I'm always like, okay, if I'm a hot mess, I know that as long as Carrie's there, we're going to be fine. <laughs> well, I'm glad you feel that way because I don't feel
2: that way. Thank you. That's very sweet. I love this program that you put together for us, Kathy. I, I thank you for that. I just want to go through these questions one more time, friends. What am I doing that you would like me to do more? That's such a sweet question. And what am I doing that you would like me to stop doing? What am I not doing that you would like me to start doing? Those are questions that you can take to Jesus right now. Take today um, to your spouse. And... These are amazing questions. They allow us to just look inward. So thank you, Kathy, for that Mm -hmm. important words.
0: Well, friends, I would just say that you want the best relationships now. You want healthy relationships now. And, uh, Jesus makes those healthy relationships possible. He makes that relationship with your heavenly Father possible. I go back to Ephesians 2.18 that through Jesus Christ, we all have access to the Father by one spirit and that is uh, that is the place that you want to be with the father in a healthy relationship. Friends, we love you. We just jo- just joy to spend time with you That's on great. Love Talk every week. Reach out to us on social media. Let us hear from you. We'd love to get your questions. We're always up for doing a radio program around whatever question you have. So you reach out to us on lovetalknetwork.com. We'll be quick to get back to you. Well, I'm Kathy Indebrock from Mar McMichael, and Coach Kerry Brinkater. This has been Love Talk, and we'll look forward to being with you again next week.